Let's be honest. Life's hard sometimes. We get discouraged, struggle in our faith, and it's easy to feel alone. Despite how you might feel sometimes, know that God's got your back. And so do we. Vision's prayer line team are ready to pray for whatever you're going through. Text your prayer request to 0401 132 888 and we will be praying for you. Or click prayerline at vision.org.au. That's 0401 132 888 or vision.org.au. It's another way Vision is helping you look to God daily. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Coming up today on The Story. There was a certain amount of it that I didn't understand at the moment, but looking back, there were a lot of things. Um, I kept a journal as well as an eight-year-old said that I didn't realize, I think, the impact that it would not only have on the people around me, but the fact that it made an impact on who I was as a person a couple years from then. The Story. Hi, I'm Almo, filling in for Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, we've all heard of people being called to do missions work, but seldom is the person only eight years old. That's right, Nellie Wadman was just eight years old when she attended her first local missions trip, and since then she's continued to serve the Lord in many different parts of the world. The remarkable thing is she's just one of several young people doing incredible missions work with a ministry called Teen Missions. Today we'll find out Nellie's story and about the work of Teen Missions, and she has a chat with Shelley Scowan. She started when she was, I think, only eight years old. Is that correct, Nellie, your first mission trip at eight years old? Yes, ma'am. When I was eight years old, I started a mission trip within the United States, and then when I was 10, I started my first international mission trip. Wow. That's just incredible. I think you've probably blown a whole lot of people away. What was it like for you? I mean, you were a child. You were eight years old. Looking back, how much do you think you actually understood about what you were doing? Um, There was a certain amount of it that I didn't understand at the moment, but looking back, there were a lot of things. um, I kept a journal as well as an eight-year-old could. So there were things that I, you know, I knew I was excited about going to nursing homes and having construction classes, but I didn't realize, I think, the impact that it would not only have on the people around me, but the fact that it made an impact on who I was as a person a couple years from then. Mm. I assume you came from a Christian home, and so your parents would have been encouraging you to do these trips. Yes, ma'am. They're very, um, I've got a large family, and so they really impressed missions on each of our siblings and um, kind of just encouraged us to put our feet in the water as far as going international goes. And a few of us, we've really taken a passion for it. Mm. Was there a particular reason uh, for that with your parents? Um, well, my parents had actually, they um, never really had a past in international missions. Um, my dad uh, did a little bit of international traveling with the Boy Scouts, but nothing with a Christian basis with their churches. But when my oldest sister, um, her name's Rebecca, she's 24, but when she was seven, they heard about it and they decided, um, they prayed about it and they ended up sending her because of friends and it was something that they decided they wanted to do for all of um, the rest of us. Mm. Well, so for those people not familiar with Teen Missions, tell us about Teen Missions, who you are and what you actually do. What's involved in these mission trips? All right. Teen Missions is an organization that spans over the entire world. Um, our main base is actually in Florida, United States, but they have bases in all of uh, every six continents. Um, um, spanned all across Africa and Asia. We've got one in Australia. And 
Um, the main aspect to that, um, kind of the side that we'll see is the teenage short-term mission trips in the summer. And so they're about six to eight weeks. And basically kids give up their summer and they travel with teen missions, um, all across the world to different bases. And so they'll go to Africa and Malawi and Zambia and different places like that. And each team will have a different goal and a different project, whether it's, um, delivering bread or drilling a whip, uh, drilling a well or start working at an orphanage or rebuilding a church. And so each of the team will go to the different countries, but after training at their base. So our kids will spend 10 days in Tawantan at a boot camp learning construction classes, learning puppets and songs and how to really relate to the people through evangelism, but also how to work alongside them. And then they'll go and spend the rest of the summer in those countries, living in tents, doing their laundry in a bucket, um, you know, washing out of um, well water. But So it's pretty remote, but you really they learn how to live alongside the people during the mission. Yeah, and it's so important to have these boot camp sessions together because, well, really, a lot of you are still kids and even teenagers as well. And it's has been said about a lot of short-term missions in that it's great to go and do these missions, but sometimes you can just get kind of in the way and the people that you're going to serve end up being a little bit inconvenienced by having these so-called short-term missionaries coming. And I think the importance then falls back on the preparations for these trips so that you guys can come in and not be a burden to them, but to go in for the mission that you went for, which is to, well, so many different things. But like you said, you've been involved in many construction missions. The importance of those uh, boot camp training things must um, weigh heavily. Absolutely. Um, and a lot of the times it, team missions, well, team missions started in 1970 in the United States. So a lot of times they have relationships. Sometimes it's within new villages and things like that. But sometimes it's, um, we're going back and we're doing maintenance that maybe some kids like, hey, my mom or my dad came here as a teenager. They're the people that built this church. Wow. And so they're coming down the next generation 20, 25 years later. And actually um, being able to refurbish that church that their parents are still using, but they're able to see that it's still in use and that the community is still using it. And times you see buildings from, you know, come from the ground, you're clearing away trees. There's been tree, um, teams that have gone into the jungle and made an airstrip. So, Wow. Just incredible and the impact that you can have. I, I think this is one of the things about society today too is that we do tend to underestimate kids and teenagers they do have that, um, I guess, the stereotype of all they ever do is sit around and play computer games. You guys are getting out there and changing that paradigm, aren't you? Absolutely. And I think it's that's one thing that a lot of teens, they'll look over and, you know, you'll hear First Timothy 4.12 and they'll be like, wow, you know, there's so much power and we have so much influence as a youth. But a lot of the times you see that and you, you encourage, you're encouraged by the verse, but you don't actually take it to heart. You don't realize that, you know, there are teens that, they raise up their own money and they come on these teams and you don't realize the impact that you can have. And it's not just that short-term influence, but, you know, it's, it's influence with your peers and with, you know, your leaders uh, It's in Australia and it's internationally too. And it, and it follows throughout that. I mean, you have a relationship with these teams. I mean, you've gone through so much over the summer and they still pour into each other's lives um, years after the team. Mm. Nellie, is there one particular trip that has really stood out for you? Um, I think out of all of the trips I've been on, they've absolutely all have definitely made an impact on my life, and um, they all have an importance. But one of the most uh, 
life-changing trips that I've been on was my summer trip in 2013 to Panama. And um, that summer we went to the Kuna Islands and we worked with um, the tribal people there. And I think it was probably the biggest for me because the way that um, our team was able to be involved in that tribe there. And we saw the biggest before and after effects on that village and we've been able to keep in contact with them the most than uh, any of the other trips I've been on. Yeah, that uh, does sound really exciting to be able to be a part of it. What was the uh, exact mission that you were doing there? Uh, well, that summer we were um, working with the tribe. They actually, the church that they had built on the island had been built in the 1950s by some missionaries, but it was a two-story concrete building, and we were in the you know the middle of the um, ocean on an island with all these grass huts. And the thing the missionaries didn't know when they built the island was that's the way the storms would affect the church. Over the years, um, the church had actually been torn down and only there was a skeleton of the building remaining. But um, because of the rebar and the concrete and a lot of the more advanced um, construction, the people had kind of just brushed it aside and didn't do anything with it. So we were actually going down and we were deconstructing and then building from the first wall up a new church for the people that, that they were able to use. Wow. So you guys really have some some serious skills, like you you have some fairly serious training as teenagers in how to construct things properly and well. Yes, it's something where um, it kind of amazes you when you go back at the end of the summer and you look, and wow, my team built this and things, but um, boot camp really does apply you for... Um, the project ahead. There's a lot of um, you have concrete classes and bricklaying, and you learn how to properly use the shovel, and you learn how to steel tie. There's a and the way they do is they equip you to do um, whatever your missionary needs you to do. Because in often cases you'll have the project, but when you get over there, you'll say you'll see differences, or the project will be changed a little bit, but you'll still be prepared um, to do whatever the building project needs to do. Mm. And of course, it's not just about um, digging holes and doing the concreting and um, banging the bits of wood together. What kind of an impact are you able to have in a spiritual sense when you get into these missions? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think one myth that I you really see the impact that Team Missions has is they, um, they do spend time with evangelism, working with the kids in orphanages and, you know, seeing how they can help the women and children in the church congregations there. But the main thing they do is they build a relationship with a missionary and they say, how can I help you? You know, like what's on your to-do list that frees you up to work with the people? Because mm-hmm. in the end, they're going to be more effective when it comes to the people. There's not going to be a cultural barrier or, barrier or a language problem, uh, barrier between them. And so basically what we do is we go and we help that missionary and we free them up, whether that's, um, you know, working out a Sunday school system or building a church or something, giving them something that they can use. And so for us, it's a two-month impact, and we're doing a lot of the work. And oftentimes, the villagers will be working alongside us. On a trip to Vanuatu, we had, you know, three of the men, and they gave up fishing halfway during half of their week just so they could start digging these um, trenches with us. And I've been in Mongolia, and people have done the same thing. And across the world, a lot of times you'll see people in the community that they don't know anything about um, God or Christian. or they, They've walked by a church a billion times, but as soon as they say, hey, they're foreigners and they're working in our community, they want to be a part of that. And so the construction is actually a really great way of advancing because it does bring a lot of people in just by saying, hey, they're teenagers, but, you know, they're working and why? 
Yeah. And then making connections that the missionary can then follow up on in the future. Oh, absolutely. And a lot of times we'll hear stories and, you know, we'll leave someone, uh, went to uh, the Holy Land a couple years ago. And um, the whole summer we, you know, we ate meals with um, this young man and, um, but he would, he was not a Christian and he knew about God, but he didn't, he just knew that he said, that, oh, that's not for me, that's not for me. And then a year and a half later, um, he ended up becoming a Christian. And it was just neat to see how we had this relationship. And even after we went home, we still kept in contact with him, and he still volunteered at the church. But it, it, it took him a bit, but eventually we were able to see how that impacted his eternal life. You're listening to The Story. Today, Shelley Scowan is chatting with Nellie Wadman about her heart for missions. It's incredible to think that she had already been on 17 mission trips by the time she was 18 years old. Remarkable. Coming up, we'll hear more about her trips, including a particularly impacting time in Myanmar. That and more when we return. The Story. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 888. Hi, I'm Almo, filling in for Jimmy Colfax. You're listening to The Story. Today we're hearing from Nellie Wadman, who, as a young adult, has already served the Lord in many parts of the world on multiple mission trips. Before the break, we heard about the work she's done with Teen Missions, an organisation that trains teenagers to do construction work at a variety of locations around the world. Now we turn to her personal experience on the mission field as she continues her chat with Shelley Scullin. Nellie, I understand you had a pretty amazing time in Myanmar. Oh, yes. Um, that, my team and I went last summer to Myanmar, and um, this is a team from the U.S. because team missions, we have bases all over the world, and um, I'm myself, I'm from Georgia in the States, and so I went there every summer. But um, this team, we had prepped over boot camp, and we two weeks, and, you know, we had run obstacle courses together and we went through construction classes and, you know, devotions as a team and music classes. We've really grown as a team and we were so excited to see, hey, you know, what's God going to do with us this summer? And um, we get to Myanmar and it's uh, about a day and a half of traveling. We're worn out and tired, and, but we were so excited to get there and we get there at night. We spend the night. We take a bus to where we're going through the mountains. It took about eight hours through the, through the mountains, the jungly mountains to get there. And um, we stay in a youth hostel, and we unpack our things, and our leader goes, and he's trying to figure out what what the deal is. He's settling us all in. And um, over the next couple of days, something um, with our project ended up changing just because of the way that the orphanage was set up, and uh, we didn't really know what we are doing. So it was something that we prayed about, and we were like, God, we felt like we were called to me and my, you know, like, what's happening? Because um, it looks like some of the doors were closing. And we ended up um, traveling to Cambodia in the base team missions has in Cambodia. And we ended up um, getting ready for their boot camp because they have their local kids and they'll have all these teenagers from those countries. And they come together when it's off of school season and when they don't have to work in the fields anymore. And they have their own boot camp for 10 days. And then they work in their community on team. So it's pretty neat because you see it on all different levels. And we ended up being able to 
set up for that boot camp. We helped run their obstacle course. Even though we didn't have the same language, you know, we had vests and whistles and we, we laughed together and we were judging different obstacles like the wall, that you have to climb over this 12-foot wall as a team and things like that. And we were able to be a part of their night rallies where they had music and uh, they, had, they had speakers. And it was just really neat to go through boot camp ourselves in, back in Florida and then to travel across the world and experience that in Cambodia in a different language but to see that it was still for the same purpose and then to see those teams go out into their communities to different um, farms and they built their bikes a couple hours away and they taught at schools but it was just so neat to see that happening um, just on a global scale that teenagers in Cambodia were also giving up their summers to go and to be missionaries. Mm. The next generation rising up and taking their place. It's really exciting. And that you can, yeah, then join with them and uh, have that unity as well. It's uh, absolutely really exciting. So many experiences that you've had and so many amazing stories. What else stands out for you in your time with Teen Missions? Um, I think another huge thing is realizing that there's really so much that I think on any team, anytime you go and travel to a third world country, you realize, you know, how much we are privileged where we, where we live and what we do have. But I think a lot of times it's, um, one thing to see a documentary or see pictures, but it's another thing to actually have a relationship with certain kids. And another team, um, went to Malawi on a trip and, um, Team Missions has set up different, uh, rescue units for their AIDS orphans. And so they'll have a unit in different villages. And they'll have someone be at that unit and they administer care to the kids. There's medical or they help them with different housing and stuff. It's different than an orphanage because they don't house the kids, but they're there to supply needs for the children. And um, that summer we were able to kind of build on to the unit there. And it was just so neat because um, you didn't just see a kid and say hello and hug them and play with them and then they were gone and you didn't really have a relationship with them but you know every day we were at the unit we had the same children you know um, playing games with us and the first couple of days it was shy I was 13 and there were other kids around my age and a little younger and you know it's just like being back home you know you, you look at each other you ask each other your name and but it was it was just, you know the same way of making friends but over three weeks you know every day after work we'd go and we we'll play duck duck goose with them and we'd learn their language and they would learn offers and you really, you learn and you have these relationships with these kids across the world and you realize how privileged you are in a way but then at the same time they teach, there's so much that they teach you about their life and being content and just the way they live and the gratitude that they have and I think one of the biggest, greatest things is just learning from the other human beings. Just these lessons that they're so simple in theory, but once they finally click and once you see it, your eyes are so opened and your heart becomes so much bigger because there are things that you understand that you wouldn't just by sitting home. Mm. Oh, the experiences that you've had and the ways that you've had to trust God in all of these experiences too. Uh, as plans have changed and as I, I'm sure things would have, wouldn't have gone to plan every single time in all these trips, the ways that you've had to lean on God and exercise that faith and see Him come through for you. It, what's it done for your own faith to be involved in teen missions? Absolutely. Um, teen missions has, well, there's, um, it's pretty neat because the first thing they do is they send you to a boot camp, which, yeah, that's, 
tend to use. It's pretty hardcore. I don't care if you're going back for the, the fifth time or whatever. Every year I get to boot camp and, oh, oh boy, it's boot camp again. But a lot of times, you know, you're wearing construction boots. There's a strict dress clothing. You're wearing long pants in the middle of summer and it's hot and you wake up at 5.30 and you run an obstacle course and you have personal lessons every morning. But a lot of times, everything that they're doing is, it's, yes, it's prepping you for the other countries and it's getting you out of your comfort zone and taking me that culture shock, but it's putting you in a place where you really have to learn how to rely, not only on God, but the strength of your team members. You're like, you know, that body of Christ that God has given you for the summer. But um, specifically, there are just so many times where, you know, we won't have a, a building, um, building with supplies won't be in because it boat's late, and we'll pray over it, and they'll say, no, 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 it's not supposed to be here for two weeks. And the next day, somehow, this boat has come in. Hmm. Or you'll be somewhere, and um, there'll be a lady, and um, the kids are saying, please, you know, pray, pray for our mom. Just bring her to church, bring her to church. And, oh, but she's never been to church, and she doesn't have any interest. And then the next week, she, she would walk around to the church. And there's so many times when you just see God just fulfilling his promises, which is how good he is. Um, but then there it's through the hard times, because... That you were so stressed and you were put in places where you're just, you're not comfortable and even though, you know, you're in Africa and there's all this need around you, you know, you're like, oh, I just want to sleep in my bed, I just want air conditioning, I just want whatever because you're so attached to the way you have things at home. But even those things, um, they're just such a good ways. It just, it puts your focus on Him and it really helps realize just the purpose of what you're doing and why you're doing it. And it just encourages it just grows your faith and it realize, it helps you realize that to rely on other people because, you know, God has put them in your life. Mm. Incredible insight that you've gained already from experience, and I'm sure you've gained some of it the hard way as well. Um, it's some of the experiences that have been probably less than pleasant, but God has just sustained you through it and um, you've yeah, learnt to trust in Him in every situation in life. Sounds like an amazing program they've got going on. It sounds like you're exploring uh, missions as, um, I guess, a career or whatever for the next few years? Absolutely. Um, it's something that going through my teenage life, I, I guess I just didn't really think about as much because, you know, every summer, of course, that was what I wanted to be doing. And then it kind of got to a point where I realized that um, I wouldn't be obedient doing anything else in my life. So definitely, I'm not sure... Um, the specifics of where, but God definitely has my heart, um, and that, that's where He's direct. Thanks so much, Nelly. All right, thank you. That was Nelly Wadman chatting with Shelley Scullin. As we heard, she hasn't stopped serving the Lord on the mission field since she attended her first trip at just eight years of age. And after finishing high school, she's come to Australia to attend Bible school. She's continuing to lean on the Lord as she seeks His guidance and direction in her life. We pray that God leads her to a role that's just right for her based on her unique talents and skills. If you'd like to find out more about Teen Missions, you can check out their website, teenmissions.com.au. That's teenmissions.com.au. Well, thanks for listening today, as it's always great to hear about young people doing amazing things for the Lord. Until next time, I'm Elmo filling in for Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on The Story. God was saying to us, I'm going to take you places that you've never been before, but you have to trust me. And look, that's it. That happens pretty much on a daily basis. Mm. That happens. It's like, what are we doing? And we know that 
whether they're Christian people or non-Christian people, what we're doing right now looks totally crazy. We're aware of that, but we know God's voice. We know what he's saying. And so he has said to us that we would be caring for people. He actually said to Murray that we would be repairing the harvesters. Murray and Leanne Pownell from Western Australia received a vision from God that completely changed their lives. And they now are caring for members of their local community in a unique way. We'll hear their story and how the Lord has been working in their lives next time. The story. Just another way vision is connecting faith to life. This program is a production of Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, see vision.org.au.